Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week six, day one of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Galatians 6, 1 through 6. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. And before we get started, I want to encourage you to remember to read our books, Galatians and Colossians, 10 times in the next 10 weeks. This is our last week in Galatians, but I want to encourage you to keep reading through Galatians and keep reading through Colossians as we get ready to, to make that jump over to the book of Colossians. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us. Jesus, fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you in your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Galatians 6, starting in verse 1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. <clears throat> so what Paul is saying here is, hey, if you're living by the Spirit and you see someone who's caught in a sin go and and help that person, but do it gently. And and don't think of yourself, don't be conceited that, well, I don't struggle with that, and so I'm going to tell them, you know, you got to stop doing that. He's like, don't do that. Don't be like that. He's like, be gentle with them, and also remember that you can fall into the same things that they've fallen into. I mean, there's just so many stories of this very thing, right, of people railing against certain sins publicly and then you later find out they get caught in the very same thing, often in worse situations than the things they railed against. It's just, again, there's too many examples of that to count. And so this is very wise salient advice from Paul that speak to us today. Deal with them gently in humility Bring them back to relationship, right relationship with the Lord and with the people of God. And remember that we can fall into those same things. It seems like Satan loves to tempt us in, in, in that very situation. Verse 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Right, this we're getting into some very practical things. Right, walk with people if they're struggling with something. Be gracious to them. Walk with them. Help them carry these these loads. And you know, Paul is is you know obviously the metaphor here is that you're you know if you see someone at Home Depot and they're struggling to get their stuff in their car by all means, go help them. But the, the metaphor is when they're struggling with the ethereal things of life, go and walk with them. It's, it's not the, the loads and the burdens you can physically help carry, but being with them and walking with them. And he says, you do that and you fulfill the law of Christ. Like you fulfill walking with him, this, this loving one another, right? He says, I've called you to love one another. Verse three, and again, if anyone thinks that there's something they're not, they deceive themselves, each one should test their own actions. <clears throat> this is huge, right? Don't, don't, don't be prideful. Don't think of yourself as better than you are. We should, we should not devalue ourselves. We shouldn't think, well, we're nothing, we're losers, we're terrible, and we're not worth anything. We shouldn't think that way of ourselves. We should value ourselves highly. We should think of ourselves well. We should carry ourselves well. But we shouldn't 
think of ourselves, as Paul says elsewhere, more highly than we ought to, right? We should be humble, but not self-deprecating. I mean, self-deprecating humor can be fun and all that kind of stuff, but we shouldn't live in that way, right? We shouldn't live in a self-deprecating way where it's like, well, I'm just, you, you, don't be a doormat, essentially, right? But don't live haughty and proud. He's telling us we should test our motivation, test our actions and our motivations for what we're doing. And then he continues on. So those that test their actions, then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else for each one should carry their own load. Now, again, this is Paul. It sounds like he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth, but he's saying, listen, you shouldn't live a life where you are constantly dependent on other people. Right? Don't live in such a way where you're dependent on other people, right? You should carry your own load, but we should go help other people carry their own loads when we see that they're struggling to carry it, when they're struggling to, to, to whatever the, the thing is that they're struggling with, we should go help those people, but we should not live in such a way where we're expecting people to come and help. I mean, it's a different thing when we've, are struggling with something and we need help. That's different from just living a lifestyle where we expect other people to come to our rescue. That's not good, right? And so, and and again, when Paul says that we should take pride in ourselves, right? Paul, over and over in his letters, rails against pride and and boasting about ourselves. What he's saying is, is, is we can live, you know, clean when we evaluate ourselves when we look at our own motivate our own motivations and we evaluate are we really doing this altruistically are we really doing this for the right reasons and and doing so in a way where we're not deceiving ourselves as Paul said I actually say kind of like Peter I go back to this when Peter had denied Jesus and then they're back on the boat And Jesus looks at Peter and he says to him three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter says twice, yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. And the third time Jesus asked him, Peter was offended. It hurt Peter that Jesus asked him three times. And then Peter makes a statement. He says, because Peter has evaluated his motivations, he knows himself and he knows that he can't lie. He can't cheat Jesus on this. And Peter says, you know everything. Like you can see right through me. You know my heart, my thoughts. And you know that I love you. Peter Peter had evaluated what what Paul's saying here. He had evaluated his motivations, his actions, and he knew that he couldn't lie to Jesus. He's looking him face to face. He knows it doesn't work. Can't lie to him. And he confidently says, you know that I love you. This is the pride that... Paul's talking about not, not like pride and, oh, I'm so awesome, but like understanding that what I'm doing, what I know is the truth. What I'm saying is the truth. Peter had evaluated himself in that way. And that's, that's what Paul's talking about. Here. He's not talking about like, I'm so awesome. Look at me. That's not what he's talking about. It's different, different usage of the word pride here. So that we, because he's talking about comparing ourselves to, to each other. He's, when, when Jesus asked Peter that, he's not like, well, I love you at least as much as John does or James, right? I, I mean, I, I love you that much. That's not what Peter does. And Peter didn't need to do that because he understood, he'd evaluated himself. He understood the truth 
that he actually loved Jesus with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Verse 6. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor, right? Carry your own burden, but help each other, right? And if someone is helping you, then share with them, right? If someone is teaching you, share with them, right? It's this, it's this mentality of, of, of being individualistic, right? I'm not going to live in such a way where I'm depending on other people to come through and help me. And that's like really huge today, isn't it? It's like people expect other people to come through for them no matter what. Um, that's, that's not living according to scripture. We should live in an individualistic way where we were providing for ourselves and not expecting other people to come through for us. But there's times where we need other people to come through for us and we should be there for other people, right? We don't live that way. That's not a hundred percent of the time, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We should, as, as people, we should be ready to help people in those situations, knowing that there may be those situations that arise for us as well. And so it's, it's not a, a dependency. It's a sharing. It's a caring. It's a, it's a raising each other up, not a you owe me this kind of thing. That's what Paul's getting at here. We should live in such a way where we can take care of ourselves but everyone knows that that doesn't work 100% of the time for our entire life. We need other people. And so we should have that humility to know that and we should be there for people when they need it. We should teach and we should share with those that teach. And, and, and that is the, the lifestyle of Christianity. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.